You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, before we get the show started, I just wanted to give a quick announcement about our Patreon, specifically as it concerns Bloodsport Season 2. So you may know that we're going to be doing an upcoming Bloodsport this summer. We're going to be pulling names for that on May 1st. The only way you can get into the lottery for that would be to be an active patron. You can do so by signing up with us at any level. Patreon.com slash Triviality Podcast will get you uh, automatically entered for that. Again, we're going to be pulling names May 1st. So if you are interested in being on our blood sport and getting some Patreon perks, this is an additional one. Uh, do so before then. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil and I'm joined in the studio by the full collective of Jeff, Matt, and Ken. How's it going, gentlemen? Very good. Doing good. Neil, Doing you know what I appreciate well. about you? What is that? It's that you always get it right on the first take. Mm. The intro, that is. I try. First take Fisher. <laughs> FTF is what they call me on the streets. No one's ever called you that. They go, hey, that's, a, that's first take Fisher over there. Another character? Yeah. <laughs> no, that one's not sticking around. That's a bad character. That's uh, that's uh, Ronnie James. He hangs out by the uh, the Quickie Mart. Sometimes hey, that's first take Fisher over there. Give him a Slim Jim. Sometimes I wish you'd do a second take. <laughs> Some of these impressions. Some of these, yeah. <laughs> I got? should do a second take like John Travolta did after Pulp Fiction. <laughs> what? His second take of his career. Oh, God. That's, that's a, a movie reference. It's a stretch. That's a movie reference. <laughs> Any particular movie. Well, we got some characters coming to us from Skype today, huh, Neil? We do. Uh, very, very excited uh, to have uh, these special guests with us today. Uh, first, uh, joining us from Denver, Colorado. It is a United States champion on Patreon. We appreciate that. Kelsey Barkham, how's it going? Good. How are you? Doing well. Uh, thank you very much for, for joining us and supporting us on Patreon. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm a biomedical scientist living in Denver, and I was recently on Jeopardy, but unfortunately did not win. Oh. But I'm a huge trivia fan and excited to be here. Still maintain that my favorite part of Jeopardy is when you tell him the little interesting story about yourself, and he goes, that's great, and he moves out. <laughs> <of the room. laughs> oh, speaking of that, Kelsey, what was your interesting tidbit? Uh, it was that I had a 
trivia radio show in college. That's oh. great. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. well, I was the original trivia. Yeah, oh, say, cool. trivia radio show. That sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who does podcasts? Yeah, that would be like. It's a very merciful laughter that you've heard in the background, perhaps. Uh, yeah, that is our our uh, our next special guest. Uh, it's our international champion. Uh, did I say international? I meant yeah, intercontinental. Uh, I write. I, I wrote the uh, the four letters for international, not intercontinental. But he is our intercontinental champion, and his name is Justin McKenzie, coming to us from Gainesville, Florida. How's it going, man? Going good. How are you guys? Doing well. Uh, I told the guys here in the studio, and I'll let you explain it a little bit better than I can. But uh, Justin is a great musician. He sent us uh, the name of his band and some tracks, and uh, we heard them when he first sent them, when he started listening to the show, and uh, he's got um, just a really great grooving band. So why don't you tell us a little about your music uh, career and then also yourself? So, uh, I mean, I grew up in Gainesville, and it used to have like this really good musical following. A lot of great bands, a lot of great ska bands came from Gainesville. Mm -hmm. Me and my friends, we, uh, we did the whole ska thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Um, yeah, so, you know, we were all in ska bands growing up, and uh, we got older, and, you know, you grew out of ska, or at least most people do. Okay. And, uh, I don't know what so you're talking a... about. <laughs> I, I've, had, well, I've never had that experience. <laughs> still a ska kid at heart, but mm. you, you, when, you're, when you want to make music, you want to be taken seriously, and you don't with ska. And so we're, we're a soul band, but we kept the horns <laughs> and all the instruments. We're a huge band, nine pieces. But uh, uh, it's actually the band is the reason I started listening to the show. Uh, I messaged this to you guys when I first started, uh, you know, <clears throat> when I was, first became a patron. Uh, we had a show in South Florida, which is about five hours away from Gainesville. And, uh, you know, when we left, it was like midnight and I had to work the next morning. So I had to drive all the way up. The two guys I was with in the band were like, yeah, we'll stay up with you. <laughs> 30 minutes later, they were both fast asleep. Of course. So I was flipping through Spotify, and I was like, I got to stay interactive. I typed in trivia. You guys were the first thing that popped, or the first thing I saw. At least All right. grabbed my attention. Our strategy started. worked. Yeah. <laughs> that SEO, yeah. finally. It was great. Uh, and, and what's the name of your band? Uh, we're the Savants of Soul. The mm. Savants of Soul. Yeah. Love it. Uh, well, we really appreciate both of you uh, being uh, patrons and supporting the show. Uh, it really means a lot. It helps us continue and, and grow and evolve. And um, along with you, thank you to everyone else who's a Patreon supporter. You can join us over at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. And at the time of this recording, uh, you will have seen some uh, updated perks. So um, if you'd like to check a list of those out, just go to that site and you'll see uh, what's available. So um, well, yeah, I guess uh, getting into the game today, it's going to be Jeff and Matt. Mm -hmm. What's your team name today? Any ideas? Uh, How about I've been, I've been really into hockey lately? Yeah, as as I'm as I always am, but I'm really getting into the the season this year. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for next season because the Blackhawks aren't <laughs> right, doing the well. season's over. But I've been thinking about the trades that they're about to make. How about puck me, puck you? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, puck me, puck you. I just, I just want to hear Neil say that repeatedly throughout the episode. Um, so puck me, puck you. Just you know, keep your, uh, keep your score because we know how how good I am at math. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you'll be puck me, puck you. Ken is playing quick draw today. <laughs> quick draw. Quick draw. He's gonna be playing solo. And uh, Kelsey and Justin, any ideas on your team name? We do have a strategy if you can't come up with one. But what are you guys thinking? Um, I, I mean. We could do an American Idol movie pun from Justin to Kelsey. Mm. Oh, yes. I like it. That's a winner. <laughs> that is very good. 
I love it. It's not the first time my name's been used in a pun like that. So it's... <laughs> Probably the first time in like 10 years, though. <laughs> so if you win, yeah. you have to do a really big dance number, it sounds like. Oh, you're one of the seven people that saw that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I definitely saw it. Mm-hmm. Shocker. Uh, all right. Well, uh, today's game uh, is your normal standard game, but uh, I haven't hosted in a while, so I had to send some special instructions to the rules, guys. So let's see if you changed anything. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. I am the queen. Nope, all the same. Yeah, it sounds pretty pretty much the same. He ignored all of your requests there. He did. I Come sent on, a rider. Darren. Yeah. Darren, I sent a rider, man. It wasn't that hard. So Get it together. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, looks like it's going to be Puck Me, Puck You versus From Justin to Kelsey. And I will say that as many times as possible today. Uh, all right. So, and quick draw. And, and quick draw. I've been really into Red Dead Redemption 2, so I'm happy to be quick draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Ke- I will say for the record, Ken's character in Red Dead does not have his skin covered, so he needs sunscreen because there's too much skin showing. And he needs friends to play it with. So if anyone out there is playing playing the pony game, as he yeah. said, uh, just hit him up on, is it Xbox, PS4? What are you playing on? Xbox. On the Xbox. Yeah, we'll we'll see by the end of the show if Ken wants his name out there. If not, we won't say <laughs> That's it. I, I didn't give that. All right. Uh, so let's start with question one, round one. Earlier this evening, while Matt, Jeff, and Ken were fraternizing in the office about flourless chocolate cake with either a white chocolate or dark chocolate ganache, I walked in holding a medical device known as a sphygmomanometer. I got to redo that again. As a sphygmomanometer. And I'm not a doctor, but if I was, what would I have been planning to do with you all? Well, I need one right now because I I feel the need, Neil. So I think we can lock in, Matt. Oh, good. You're going to lock in? Yeah. Okay. So, Kelsey and Justin, uh, Justin feel free to talk it out. Okay. Uh, okay. So, I got uh, nothing. <laughs> I think it's uh, blood pressure. Checking blood, blood pressure. pressure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I trust you. You look like you're in a science room. <laughs> I am in a science room. I can't see you. I don't know. Oh, is it? Are you also in a science room, Justin? You took the geography wrong. That uh, Kelsey was actually doing some science, I think, when when we were doing the rules and stuff, mm-hmm. and she was carrying the laptop around, looked like Requiem for a Dream for a second yeah. there, or, <laughs> or that the cleaning crew kicked her out of wherever she yeah, was. It's right. more of a look. <laughs> I also said blood blood pressure. Okay. Yep. You want to check our blood pressure. All right. Uh, the answer is test blood pressure. Yep. Mm. Sphygmomanometer. Okay. So that's points to everyone, including Puck Me, Puck You. Um, all right. Question two, moving right along. This is a fact that I found out that I thought was super interesting. And uh, every time I see what I'm going to talk about, uh, I can't unsee it now, which is kind of fun. This car brand's logo is not only the first letter of its name, but was actually designed to reflect a handshake behind, between a company representative and a happy driver. Mm. I'm hot and Acura are the two that come to mind because it looks like two people shaking hands. Mm-hmm. The thing that I like about Acura is that they're bent in. Yeah. And, and I know bowing is like a symbol of like respect to it and that kind of stuff in Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be implausible for me to see like that as shaking hands with a slight bow. Yeah, but I don't think you'd touch foreheads. Okay, that's fair. But the Honda, the Honda one, I think bends out a little bit. Yeah. So they're actually like standing away from each other. Yeah. Giving the respectful space the way that people like it. 
<laughs> Honda it is. You want to go Honda? I want to go Honda. Okay. I was just trying to think of letters that looked like they could have been two arms coming together. And Justin said that he has experience in car sales. So, <laughs> but uh, I'm not very much help today. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, so uh, we came up with Mazda. Okay, Mazda. Let's go to Quick Draw. Went with Honda. Honda mm-hmm. and to uh, Puck Me, Puck You. Um, yeah, he was, uh, Jeff was trying to get me to say Acura and I said, that's dumb. And I said, Honda. <laughs> All right. Well, um, unfortunately no points going, mm. going to anyone here. Uh, so for Mazda, uh, it's a stylized M that evokes an image of wings in flight and symbolizes the Mazda's flight toward the future. Honda is just a stylized H. Acura, which I heard, uh, talked about here is actually, according to Honda, Acura's mm. parent company, uh, Caliper. Uh, instrument used for measuring thickness but mm. the answer is hyundai, oh, hyundai. hyundai. i was gonna say uh, that too because i drive a hyundai ken does I, I sell hyundais on a weekly basis oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Picture that I, don't, I just i don't see the hands are you gonna use that yeah. as part of your sales pitch now i don't either i, I don't see absolutely the hands <laughs> number three national geographic was memefied when it posted the phrase a hug without you is just toxic next to the symbol for what element Mm. Uh, I know it if you want to lock it in, Justin. Oh, okay, the scientist sure. knows it. More, more science <laughs> questions. <left. laughs> All right. So from Justin to Kelsey are locked in. Is it uranium? No, it is not. But that would be you, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. You, know what, you know what a hug without you is? Oh, HG. Which I don't know what that is. So I'm out. Okay. Quick draw out. Team puck me, puck you. I believe that is the element mercury. All right. And from Justin Kelsey. Uh, also mercury mercury is correct great job i thought that was a fun little sciencey thing i, I got the <laughs> i got the the gag there but i i don't know what i didn't know what hg uh, was the problem was i was i was not having enough fun with it so it took me forever to realize mm. that they were being cutesy <laughs> and then i figured it out gotcha. yeah. jeff has fun second <laughs> science first fun second right uh all right going to question four with over a billion followers, this branch of Islam comes from a word meaning tradition. Like on Instagram? <laughs> it took me a minute to realize that's not what you were talking about, to be honest. Oh, yes. Okay, you guys are locked in? Well, okay. Yes. yes. Okay. All right, so they're just talking it out a little bit here. Well, Jeff's talking. Or Jeff, Jeff's listening. talking out. Matt's listening. I'm being attentive. What? So what are we between? Sunni and Shia. Oh, uh, let's go with the, the Sunni. Okay, Ooh. we're going Sunni. All right, quick draw. I went the other way with uh, Shiite. All right, and uh, from Justin to Kelsey. Uh, we went with Shia, which I learned is the real pronunciation and not Shiite. Well, so I'm an learn idiot. something. <laughs> no, that's a good fact to learn. Uh, unfortunately, only one team is going to get points here. It was Sunni. All right. 50-50. Nailed it. Man. I, I was wrong on all accounts. Yeah. <laughs> you were today For the record, old. that was Kelsey's first guess. Oh, was it? Mm. It was. I, I just said both of them, but I didn't have to <laughs> yeah. See, and that's what Jeff did, and then I picked the right one. <laughs> it was a coin flip. Hey, it's all, it's all a team game here today. Uh, all right, so question five. Uh, this one is going to be from me because uh, we're going to have a special swing round and second round, which is going to be all listeners submitted. Uh, I haven't hosted a game in a while, and I really wanted to uh, highlight all the questions all of you sent in. So uh, swing round and second round will be all listeners submitted. So question number five. 
Writer Betty Friedan is perhaps best known for what work often credited with sparking the second wave of American feminism. Mm. If she was into comics, I can think of an X-Men character she might have been fond of. Yep, we're locked in. <laughs> you jerk. I had it anyways. I'm into. All right. Uh, so from Justin to Kelsey, you guys can talk it out. We're good. Um, I have a feminine, the feminist, or is it the feminine mystique? mystique? Or the yeah, feminist? I think fem- feminine mystique. Feminine mystique, yes. Mm. All right. Let's go to Puck Me, Puck You. Yeah, we presume for the X-Men character that would be mystique. We said the feminine mystique. And quick draw. Feminine mystique. Points mm. all around. Points all around. I'm sure it's not the feminine cyclops. It is definitely not. Well, maybe it's in a, a very diff- different book. It's a different book. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. So this next question, uh, everyone always says, why don't you have a roadhouse question every episode? I don't really. Uh, I try not to. But uh, this one is not. Is that you asking for that every time? <laughs> it has to be really easy to not have a roadhouse question every game. First of all, it's very hard. Uh, when I'm writing a game, I'm like, I, everyone wants a roadhouse question. I, I can't do it. Um, oh so I can't have a game that's Simpsons. Roadhouse Office Office yeah, yeah. Yeah. Name 20 other Macho Man questions That we <laughs> obviously have to have in a game Yeah. Uh, well this question is not technically a Roadhouse question But this Patrick Swayze film Takes place in Chicago And was released in the same year as Roadhouse 1989 And it featured a cast with the likes of Ben Stiller Bill Paxton Helen Hunt And portraying his closest living relative Liam Neeson I just want the title of that movie so. The only other Swayze film that I can think of close to the era is Ghost. Ghost, I know. And do you well when he they do the clay scene with him and Ben Stiller? <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's beautiful. I feel that like that's more of a Neeson kind of scene. Oh uh, yeah, he's more sensuous. Um, Get a little closer. <laughs> Mold it. I can't. I can't think of anything. Uh, what is Ben Stiller in? Heavyweights. Zoolander. Right? That's ninety-one. <laughs> Uh, you guys are going heavyweights? Yeah, we're going to lock in with heavyweights. All right. Quick draw? Going with ghost. All right. And uh, from uh, Justin to Kelsey, you guys can either talk it out. If you have an answer, feel free to, to go with it. Well, I know it's not my favorite Patrick Swayze movie, which is Dirty Dancing. Mm. Classic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we couldn't think of it, so we just went with Too Long Fu. Thanks for everything, mm. Julie Newmar. Uh, wonderful. A little side Neil story here. Um, there was a, a girl uh, who was I was good friends with, and it was my first uh, full girlfriend, quote unquote. Uh, we held hands. I think you told this one. I think now. I did, but I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to tell the whole story. But I think what I might have said was in fourth grade, and I'm forgetting the teacher's name. But we used to pass notes uh, to each other, and then we'd read them in the bathroom, write back, and then pass them over. You know, throughout the day, and it was always it always ended with uh, Tu Wang Fu because that was her favorite mm. movie, and I loved that movie too. Now, passing notes, kids, is what people used to do before cell phones. Before texting. Yeah, so, so, kids, if you're texting your your friends or your boyfriend's girlfriends, uh, just end it with Tu Wang Fu. Mm-hmm. Keep the tradition alive. Um, okay. So, no points going to anyone here. Um, I did give a clue by saying uh, Liam Neeson portrayed his closest living relative, which is the definition of next of kin, mm. which is the Patrick Swayze movie where he played Jeez. Truman Gates. <laughs> yeah, haven't seen it. Yeah. It's a good, it's just a little action movie. Uh Chicago cop goes goes to the country. Oh. All right. Uh, so uh, I guess everyone's going to have to watch that now. Uh, number seven. <laughs> the Navajo Nation is a Native American territory covering over 17 million acres, occupying portions of what three states? Name one for five points and two for all 10 points. Two or more for all 10 points. 
So it's, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just a little east of the Pacific Northwest. I think it's somewhere Utah is my, was my first thought. Okay. You think it's that far north? I felt like the Navajo had more of a, like a kind of a desert. Okay. So what, what were you thinking for them? So like inhabited. New Mexico? Unfortunately, I think we have a better chance going like New Mexico and Arizona because we forcibly relocated a bunch of indigenous peoples there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So playing the odds, as sad as it is, I think that's one of our better bets. Okay. So you want to? So we got. We're going to say New Mexico, Arizona, and Utah. Um. Yeah, I'll uh, buy that. I was a fan of Utah. That was my first guess. Okay. So. Okay. That's what we're locked in with. You're locked in with that. Uh, so let's uh, let's start with quick draw here. Said so North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana. Okay. Uh, let's go to from Justin to Kelsey. What were you guys thinking on this one? Uh. I thought it was in the southwest, so we said Arizona and Nevada. Did you want two or three? Uh, you can give up to three guesses if you want. Okay, then Arizona, Nevada, and California. All right, and uh, puck me, puck you. Um, we had some debate whether it was further south or if it was a little bit north. Um, Jeff convinced me south, so we went with Arizona, New Mexico, and Utah. And uh, puck me, puck you, you uh, got all three correct. Oh, wow. So that'll be a full 10 points for you. Uh, and from Justin Kelsey, did you say, you said Arizona, right? And New Mexico. Yes. Okay, great. So you'll get, uh, was that five points or 10 points? Yeah, just five. Just we didn't five. say New Mexico. Okay. So five points there. Uh, yeah. So the uh, Navajo Nation is the largest land area, uh, excuse me, this is the largest land area retained by a Native American tribe with a population of roughly 350,000 as of 2016. Number eight, uh, film critic Roger Ebert famously reviewed this Rob Reiner film by saying, I hated this movie. Hated, 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 hated this movie. Hated it. Hated every simpering, stupid, vacant, audience-insulting moment of it. Hated the sensibility that thought anyone would like it. Hated the implied insult to the audience by its belief that anyone would be entertained by it. What film was he talking about? I'm in. Quick Draw is in. It's that, it's that movie where they go through Alaska, right? Do you know what I'm talking about that he famously hated? I feel like this is like a famous movie people like. <clears throat> oh. Like that everybody liked and then Ebert just for whatever reason didn't like it. I feel like it's like the Goonies or something like that where. Okay. Is that a Rob Reiner film? Uh, I don't believe so. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but I, I kind of remember the, him having a strong reaction to at least a film or two that popular audiences loved and Ebert was just, just thought it Maybe, was total crap. Uh, never ending story. Um yeah, I mean, I, I, the Goonies, that does make sense that he did not care for it. Um, I don't know why. That movie just stuck out okay. for me, and, and I have no reason to know anything about it, but that's the thing that came to mind, and you know how hard that is to shake sometimes. So. Yeah, harder to shake than a truffle shuffle, right? Is that from the movie? That is know. from the movie, hey, yeah. Hey, all right. But Goonies never die. Uh, let's go to uh, from Justin to Kelsey. Uh, Justin, where was your head at on this one? Um. It was really in one place, both me and Kelsey, we could only think of one Rob Reiner movie. Um, and uh, so we both thought of uh, When Harry Met Sally, and that's where we, that's what our guess is. All right. Well, uh, uh, we're going to go to Quick Draw here. Um, I think he knows the answer to this. He locked in very quickly, uh, making his name true. So, what... so, so Jeff was thinking of A Hobbit, and he was thinking of uh, Sam, uh, but I was thinking of Frodo. Uh, Elijah Wood was in this movie, and it's North. It North. is North. That's the movie I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. So North. North, North about Elijah Wood, who wanted uh, a new pair of parents. Uh, also starred uh, 
Jason Alexander and Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Seinfeld. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. Um, and and uh, the famous Louis-Dreyfuses. That's right. Uh, so funny story. The writer was kind of tortured by his review uh, of this movie uh, for years. And uh, one day he saw Roger Ebert in the bathroom and uh, he went up to him and he wanted to kind of, you know, ream him out. And uh, he kind of looked at him and he just, he said, uh, you know, that sweater you're wearing, I hate, hate, hate it. And then they both had a laugh and became friends for uh, many years. That's so. a good story. Good, so. Yeah, so a good ending there, even though his what, career kind of suffered. What did, what did the writer of North think of that one movie that Roger Ebert wrote? Oh, um, uh, Valley Violet, of the Dolls? Valley of the Dolls. I, well, I think a lot of people did not like that movie. <laughs> uh, so that's probably why he became a critic. All right. Uh, number nine. A Colorado Springs baseball franchise needed a new name after the AAA Sky Sox left town for San Antonio and were replaced by a team in the rookie-level Pioneer League. The franchise landed on Rocky Mountain Vibes and settled on a mascot that looks like Guy Fieri portraying what campfire food? I mean, the only campfire food I could think of is s'mores. Uh, we're going we're gonna to lock in with s'mores. Okay. All right, so they're locked in over here. Quick draws locked in. Uh, what were you talking about over there? I've been to Colorado Springs many times, but I have no idea what this <laughs> baseball team is. I've never heard of them. Uh, so we just tried to think of uh, campfire foods that might be mascots and went with a marshmallow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, let's go with quick draw. Yeah, uh, I was going to go with a squirrel on a stick, but mm -hmm. uh, decided that would be too morbid and gross, so I went with a s'more. Okay, you're more of a filet mignon on the campfire. Yeah, right. Right, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, team Puck Me, Puck You. Um, yeah, it is, once once I said s'mores, it was really hard to get off that and think of anything else, and then I just pictured marshmallows wearing sunglasses. and Backwards, right? Yeah. <laughs> but upside down. Being pretty awesome, so we, we locked in with s'mores. All right, uh, I am going to uh, give points for Marshmallow. It is s'mores. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, so our last question of the first round, uh, which is going to be the last question that I wrote until the final round. Number 10. Who is behind the hit song All Things that serves as the theme song for the Netflix show Queer Eye? The Australian singer is perhaps best known for her single Somebody Loves You. At least that's my favorite. Um, don't, don't think it's Kylie Minogue. Okay. Is it Iggy Azalea? She's not Australian. She is Australian. Is she? Yes. But isn't Fancy like her famous song or whatever? Yeah, but she, and I, I don't know if Somebody Loves You as a song from her. Um, who else is Australian? There's. Um, That's it. Well, Australia's running deep with That's talent. It. Iggy and. Just two. Excuse me. Iggy and Kylie Minogue. Oh, Olivia Newton John. Olivia Newton John. Boom. That's three. So I named all the Australian singers I know. So uh, Iggy Azalea is fine. I just know Neil Fancy, sir. Oh, so. uh, I see what you did there. Uh, we're locked in with Iggy Azalea. Um, neither of us have watched much Queer Eye. So we just went with the one Australian singer that we both thought of, and that was Kylie Minogue. Mm. All right. So let's go to Puck Me, Puck You. Um, we... Uh, <laughs> We mostly just started listing Australians that we liked. Um, <laughs> we got through a few. Yeah, it it, it lasts a little bit. Twenty-ish million. I can't remember how many, yeah. but it's not Kyrie Irving, um, <laughs> not Kylie Minogue, probably. Uh, what did we? And we? I think we just settled on Iggy Azalea. 
All right, you went with Iggy Azalea. Uh, so first things first, I'm the realist, not Iggy. Uh, and <laughs> quick draw, what do you say? And uh, I just think it, it was a dance song, and uh, I know Kylie Minogue is Australian, so Kylie Minogue. Okay, uh, all good guesses, I think. Uh, but I gave a clue <laughs> in the uh, the beginning. I said, "Who is behind the hit song?" And it's Betty Who. Oh, I someone I've never heard of. Is. Yeah, Betty Who. <laughs> Look her up. Who? Who? Oh. Who? Yes. <laughs> Who's on the charts? Yeah, Betty Who. She's uh, she's great. All right. After the first round, it looks like uh, in third place currently is Quick Draw Ken with forty points. Uh, right above him, from Justin to Kelsey, with forty-five points, and having a narrow lead here so far in the game. Puck me, puck you, with mm. sixty points. Uh, so we're gonna go into our swing round here, and uh, special thanks to uh, one of our Patreon supporters, uh, Chris Eve, for sending in this swing round. He's a United States champion. We thank you, Chris, for that. Uh, he named this swing round third is the word. Mm. So I'm gonna give you. 10, uh, basically we'll call them facts, and I just want to know the third person to do, or to achieve this, okay, achievements. So uh, an example would be um, the uh, third person to punch Jeff in the face. Mm-hmm. I would go last and let Matt and Ken go first, so my my name would be the correct okay, answer. Yes. I'm you. still waiting. There's uh, only two on that list. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, that's what it's going to be. I'm going to give you 10 achievements, and I just want to know the third person or... Uh, third thing in that achievement or fact. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a person. All right. So thank you, Chris. So I'm just going to read these off. All right. Number one, third person to walk on the moon. Number two, third U.S. president to be assassinated. Number three, third longest river in the U.S. Number four, third largest city in Europe by population within city limits. Number five, third quarterback to pass for 500 touchdowns. Number six, third member of Rush besides Getty Lee and Neil Peart. (laughs) Number seven, third element on the periodic table. Number eight, Newton's third law. Mm. Number nine, third oldest stadium in Major League Baseball. Current. Uh, current <laughs> and number 10 third state admitted to the union i'm jane perlez longtime foreign correspondent and former beijing bureau chief for the new york times i've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places somalia indonesia pakistan but nowhere as important to the world as china I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. 
Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. Well, it looks like everyone's answers are locked in. Uh, a lot of discussion going on here. There are very good clues. So thank you once again, Chris, our United States Patreon supporter for sending in this round. All right. I'm just going to read the the clue and then we're going to go uh, around from, from Justin to Kelsey, puck me, puck you, and then ending with quick draw mm-hmm. here for the listeners. All right. Number one, third person to walk on the moon uh, from Justin to Kelsey. Okay. We were sure of the first two. Uh, not really sure of the third, which is good job, Chris. I guess this is why you did it. But um, not sure if this guy was on the mission, but we went with John Glenn. All right. Let's go to Puck Me, Puck You. Yeah, we talked about John Glenn, uh, and Jeff told me with that that is not the answer. Um, and then I couldn't think of anything, so I just said Warren Moon. Ah, Warren Moon. <laughs> Great quarterback. Yeah. And quick draw. Better astronaut. A uh, quick shout out to Michael Collins, who's the third astronaut on the uh, Apollo 11 mission, but he's not uh, the correct answer, I don't believe. Uh, I just put uh, for his famous moonwalk, Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, it looks like uh, the first three, number one, Neil Armstrong, mm-hmm. number two, Buzz Aldrin, and number three, Charles Pete Conrad oh. was the answer. Oh, we love you, Conrad. Ken had uh, asked the question earlier, how many people have walked on the moon? The answer, of course, being 12. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, 12 is the mission that I completely forget all about, and it's Conrad and Bean. So mm. There you go. Conrad Sorry, and guys. Billy Bean, inventor of Sabermetrics, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Okay. Uh, all right, number two. Third U.S. president to be assassinated from Justin to Kelsey. You said McKinley. All right. Puck me, puck you. We said William McKinley. And quick draw. You have uh, Lincoln. He had the president who hated Mondays. And uh, <laughs> McKinley is lucky number three. A quick draw is right on the money. Lincoln, Garfield, then McKinley. Mm. All right. Number three. Third longest river in the U.S. from Justin to Kelsey. We went with Arkansas. All right. Puck me, puck you. We said the Colorado River. All right. And quick draw. Said the Missouri all right. Well, the uh, the three here are Missouri, Mississippi, and Yukon. Oh, Yukon! I did not know that that exists. All right. Well, if uh, if you complete the Oregon Trail, <laughs> you go to the Yukon Trail. Yeah. Just don't die from dysentery. Okay. Uh, number four, third largest city in Europe by population within city limits, from Justin to Kelsey. We went with Rome. Mm. All right. Puck me. Puck you. Paris. I'm just gonna Paris. Okay, I'm just gonna say it differently now for the rest of the game. And quick draw. Berlin. All right. Uh no uh, correct answers there. Uh it's gonna go in order Istanbul, Moscow, London. Mm. All right. Uh number four, number five, excuse me. Number five. Third QB to pass for five hundred touchdowns uh from Justin to Kelsey. We're really sure on this one either, so we said Dan Marino. Okay, uh, from Saving Snowflake. Let's go to Puck Me, Puck You. <laughs> puck You, Puck Me. Um, I think um, I think it goes Favre, uh, Manning, and then uh, this man who just played in the Super... No, oh wait, he did not. Uh, we said uh, Drew Brees. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, quick draw. Said uh, John Elway. Ah, John Elway, one of my favorite quarterbacks. Uh, no correct points mm. there either. So it's Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, uh, and only about a week or two after Drew Brees was number gotcha. four. So it was Tom Brady. 
Both, both uh, the oh, Super Bowl course. contestants there. Yep. I think uh, Breeze has the edge on him now, though. Yeah, Maybe he, he passed, passed him. him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go to number six. Third member of Rush besides Getty Lee and Neil Peart. So uh, no slopping the base, as uh, Paul Rudd would say. So from Justin to Kelsey. We went with Mr. Johnson. Oh. Ah, the famous Mr. Johnson. Um, puck me, puck you. Yeah, I think uh, our favorite member of Rush Hour, uh, Chris Tucker. <laughs> I, I am understanding the words coming out of your mouth and uh, quick draw put Chris Tucker <laughs> no way you bastards uh, it is not Chris Tucker so you have Gaddy Lee and then uh, Neil Peart and then Alex Lifeson uh, is his course. name yeah, he's like the uh, the guitarist from The Police. I mean, you have Stuart Copeland and Sting. I, I don't even know or who the guitarist. Any, any of the other guys in Coldplay. Yeah, yeah, the, the guy who hits the big drum, the big bass drum. We or need the to rest know. of the rest of the four in Maroon Five. That's true. That's true. Or anybody but the drummer of Foo Fighters. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right, number seven. Uh, this one, I'm sure everyone around the table here is going to get uh, the third element on the periodic table. Uh, Kelsey. Uh, I believe it goes hydrogen, helium, lithium. Okay. Uh, puck me, puck you. Yeah, we said the lightest metal, lithium. And quick draw. Lithium. Correct. All across the board. Five points mm-hmm. each. Is that also a Nirvana mm-hmm. yeah. album? <laughs> lithium? Is it? Just, oh, a, song. Just yep. a song. Just a song. Just a song. Okay. Right. What's, My uh, favorite Nirvana song. Oh, that, that's your favorite? <laughs> oh, I love it. Ah, so a little uh, connection here between oh, yeah. Chris well, and that, Justin. That was all Kelsey, though. So it's all Kelsey, not okay. My thing. <laughs> was he sitting there? He punctuated there? it with Nirvana. So. Yeah. It all comes together. Then. So Kurt Cobain was like, you know, looking at the periodic table, and he's like, "Nah, hydrogen, helium, <laughs> lithium." I don't even know what the song does. does that it sounded like any better. Is that what the song sounds like? Lithium number three. No, <laughs> it's close. It's pretty close. Same chord over and over again, probably. Uh, no, no disrespect to Nirvana, although Foo Fighters are better. Okay, number eight, uh, Newton's third law. Uh, let's go from Justin to Kelsey. So, uh, oh, we just gave each other a look. I don't, I don't know if we uh, <laughs> actually locked in an answer here. So, I'll, I'll let you guys talk it out. I think we said inertia. Yeah, but we're going to go with inertia. That's inertia. What we okay, inertia. And let's go to puck me, puck you. Uh, we may have had these out of order. We knew one was inertia. We knew one was force equals mass times acceleration. And we said uh, objects uh, exert equal and opposite forces while acting upon each other. So that's the one we went with. All right. And quick draw. I did it the stupid way, saying uh, object, objects in motion stay in motion, they rest, stay in rest. But uh, the more clever way would be to say inertia. Okay, so uh, Newton's law number one, a body at rest will remain at rest, and a body in motion will remain in motion unless it is acted upon by an external force. Newton's law number two, the force acting on an object is equal to the mass of that object times its acceleration. And number three, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Not true. Force. But that's okay. I don't know. I was just reading it from the Newton, <laughs> the Newton biography website. So Sorry, let's. Right. We we had it right. Okay. Equal okay. and opposite forces. Okay. Unapplied. I bodies. guess Jeff's smarter than the uh, Newton biography website. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number nine. Uh, this one was trying to find the oldest stadium in Major League Baseball uh, currently. So from Justin to Kelsey. Uh, we went with Camden Yard. Okay. Um, let's go to uh, puck me, puck you. I think the Orioles tore that down in like 2000 yeah there's, like that. A, there's a new garbage stadium there uh, we um so it's so, it's so good though yeah. that like nine other teams tore their stadiums down because uh, they love it so much all that nice public funding uh so fenway is definitely the oldest and then it goes wrigley and then we were kind of thinking about 
old, old stadiums. And there's really not a lot. Um, originally, I said Tropicana because I couldn't think of anything. And then it just hit me that Dodger Stadium is really, really old. So we locked in with Dodger Stadium. Okay, quick draw. I know two stadiums, Fenway and Wrigley, and I went with Wrigley. Okay, well, uh, it goes, uh, like Matt said, Fenway, Wrigley, and Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. All right, last question of the swing round. Third state admitted to the union from Justin Kelsey. We said Connecticut. Okay, let's go uh, the headquarters of WWE. Let's go to Puck Me, Puck You. Well, we, th- we were pretty sure Delaware was the first state. And uh, then we thought maybe it went Connecticut and then Pennsylvania. So we said Pennsylvania. All right. And quick draw. I was thinking about Fenway Park and I just said Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, It goes Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. All right. After the swing round, it looks like everyone bumped up their scores just a little bit. Uh, Still in third place, but not by by much. Uh, Ken, uh, playing his quick draw, has 50 points. From Justin to Kelsey with 55 points. And uh, still in the lead, uh, Puck Me, Puck You with 80 points. All right. So as I said, going into round two, these are all questions submitted by our listeners. I really, really appreciate all of these questions you sent in. And I wanted to make sure I got to all of them uh, before time ran out and this podcast ends, uh, mm-hmm. which could be any day. Yeah. So just remember when we do poorly, it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We love our listeners. Please keep sending us questions. <laughs> just send Matt hate mail, please. Uh, Everyone else loves you. Okay. All right, so number one uh, is uh, coming to us from Logan Rigby, so thank you for your question. Each year, players, coaches, and journalists vote for a single player which they think had the best individual performance over the previous year. What is the name of this award that is presented to the best player at each FIFA World Cup Finals? They're uh, they're locked in, so whenever you want to talk. Okay, we couldn't really think of it, so we went with the Pele Prize. Mm. Oh, the Pele Prize, okay. Uh, Let's go to quick draw. I went with the uh, the kicky, the kicky, <laughs> and uh, team puck me puck you. Yeah, we were batting around some Pele stuff too. Uh, I I know that the the guy who scores the most in a World Cup final is given the golden boot. So I just think that maybe they get a bigger golden boot. So we, <laughs> we just said the golden boot. Okay. Uh, well, the answer we were looking for was the uh, Ballon d'Or or Golden Ball. Uh, and it's an annual football award presented by France football. It's been awarded since 1956. Uh, and in between 2010, 2015, an agreement was made with FIFA and the award was temporarily, temporarily merged with the FIFA world player of the year and also known as the FIFA, uh, Ballon d'Or. All right. Number two comes from listener, Jimmy Macrina. Thank you very much, Jimmy. Her big solo might be, there are worse things I could do. But this musical theater and film character portrayed by the likes of Rosie O'Donnell, Vanessa Hudgens, and Adrian Barbeau, to name a few, tell us that the absolute worst thing she could do is cry in front of you. What character am I referring to? Locked in. <laughs> of course you are. I think we can lock in. Yeah. Okay. So you guys can talk in here. What do you know about Rent? Oh, is this in reference to Rent? Yes. It's the Vanessa Hutchins character that was just on the stupid television that I didn't watch. Uh, Sally Rent. I don't know. The character you're thinking of is Mimi, but you're wrong. Oh, am I? Good. Uh, Betty Rubble. Wait, is that who hey. Rosie O'Donnell played? I don't know. She did, yes. Yeah, Betty Rubble. We're but, locked in. All right, Betty Rubble for Puck Me, Puck You. Uh, let's go to uh, from Justin to Kelsey. Uh, I believe this was a character from Greece played by Stockard Channing, and it is Rizzo. 
Mm. Also played by Vanessa Hudgens in the live group. <laughs> so that's actually funny that you said that. But this is my this is my go-to karaoke song. Uh, I, lo- I love it. It's a very very underrated <laughs> song. Uh, quick draw? Rizzo. It is Rizzo, and uh, there's a reason I didn't include Stalker Channing, so that would be too easy. And uh, from Justin to Kelsey and Quick Draw picked up on it. Uh, so yeah, it is Rizzo from Greece. I totally forget that's her. Uh, thank you to Jimmy. I reworded your question just a little bit because I, I didn't think uh, the guys in here and, and our, our Skype guests might have gotten the original clue. So I wanted to just make it a little more detailed. You underestimated Ken's theater knowledge. I did. <laughs> and overestimated your ability to clue us into a correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> you did eat my bait, though, taking the rent, uh, rent thing there. Okay. Uh, but she played it in the live version, like Justin said. Question number three comes from listener Doug Loudermilk. Thank you very much, Doug. Which NFL head coach, having coached 10 or more seasons, has the highest regular season winning percentage of all time? Okay. okay. You think it's Lombardi? I, I think it's it's either um, Lombardi. Shula? Uh, no. Shula's, oh, Shula Shula's... had some bad seasons at the end, though. Okay. Those, those Dolphin teams were not good. Lombardi never really had a bad season. Um, who is the... You know, you know who had a bunch of good seasons? Hmm. Wait, did you say NFL? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Hallis is out. Because yeah. Hallis won a bunch. Uh, Curly Lambeau is another one. And Lambeau also never coached in the NFL, did he? Uh, I mean, yeah. it makes sense if it's Lombardi. It's the Lombardi trophy. He probably won a lot. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, yeah. I know he was good. I don't know how good. but Yeah. Let, we're, is we're this regular season two? Yeah. This is a regular season. Yes. Yeah. Let's let we're going to lock it with Vince Lombardi. All right, you're in with Vince Lombardi quick draw. Belichick. All right, Bill Belichick and from Justin to Kelsey. We went Steve Spurrier. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we went uh Bill Belichick. All right. Well, Bill Belichick uh is the easy answer here, but uh, he is 1 2 3 4 5 6th on the list. Uh, the person you're forgetting about is someone who is very tough acting and uh, helps your, with your tough acting, John Madden. That makes sense. So uh, it goes, uh, John Madden had 10 seasons. He's with got Oakland. a uh, yeah. John Madden, then Vince Lombardi, yeah. uh, then George Allen, and then uh, Ray Flaherty, George Hallis, and then Bill Belichick. I told you Hallis was up there too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, question four is from Intercontinental Champion Doug Bowles. So thank you, Doug, for this question. What fictional character created in 1982 was the son of King Randor of Eternia, Queen Marlena, a human, and brother to Princess Adora, who two years later got her own show under a different name? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would think we're looking for some sort of 1980s prince. Yeah, not prince. Um, not, not <laughs> the, the artist prince, No. I don't think it's Adora the Explorer. <laughs> yeah, 82 might be a little early for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, even if live action animated, I still still wouldn't be able to tell you what the answer is. All right. Do you want to go with Prince Valiant then? Sure. Yeah, let's okay. go with that. All we'll right. From, from Justin and Kelsey's in with Prince Valiant. Let's go to Quick Draw. I am in with uh, He-Man. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Puck Me, Puck You. It's by the power of Grayskull, I believe. We're going with He-Man. Mm. It is He-Man. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah, created as an action figure, and they said, well, how are people going to learn about him? And they said, well, we have a cartoon, but they didn't have a cartoon, so they created a cartoon. <laughs> they said you get 10 cells per episode. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, if you haven't watched, uh, there's a documentary on Netflix, The Toys That Made Us. There's a great one on He-Man, and it goes into the whole story. And it's it was really just made to sell toys, and they came up with everything around it. It's awesome. What's it called? Uh, the Toys That Made Us. They have one on Barbie, on He-Man, Ninja Turtles, Army Men, like everything. Uh, all right, number five. Uh, number five uh, comes from listener Megan Harrell. Uh, and, uh, this one, I, I changed just a tiny bit, Megan. I apologize just to give a few more hints. Sporting the tagline, the loverliest motion picture of them all. This 1964 film was the last best picture winner filmed entirely on Hollywood sound stages. Was like singing in the rain, something like that. Well, that's, that's way earlier, isn't it? No. That's about right for singing in the rain time wise. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm down with, with your, uh, with your guests. Okay, I think we're going to go with Love Story. Okay, Love Story. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Puck Me, Puck You. I right. love the mm-hmm. uh, overture from the soundtrack of that movie. Ryan so, O'Neill? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had no idea, um, so I was just thinking of movies uh, from the 60s and said Singing in the Rain. Uh, not from the 60s, but uh, Valiant Effort, <laughs> to go back to a previous question, Prince Valiant, uh, and a quick draw. I'm just going to make a reference to Quiz Show and go with Marty. <laughs> with, ah, with Marty. Ernest Borgnine. Uh, so uh, if I said the name Henry Iggins, mm. does that help you guys at all? At all? Yeah, no? That's, uh, no. That's Pig My Malian. Fair Lady. Oh. My Fair Lady, it is, mm. which is which based, based on Pig I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was the first starring role of uh, Jimmy Bowes. Hey, that's that lady. It's my fair lady. Yeah. Okay. Uh, It is my fair lady. Yes. What's all this then? Audrey Hepburn uh, taking over for Julie Andrews uh, on Broadway. All right. I could talk about musicals all day, so we're going to move on. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Question number six. Uh, This one comes from Intercontinental Champion Taylor Cook. Thanks, Taylor Cook. If you've ever been to a blacklight party, which we know Matt has. (laughs) If you've uh, ever hosted a blacklight party. (laughs) Which Matt also has. Uh, in college, and you drink a gin and tonic, very common scenario, I know, you probably noticed that the drink glowed light blue. This is due to the ultraviolet light sensitivity of what ingredient, which was originally added for its protective effects against malaria? Locked in. Same. Uh, mm. I can lock in also. Wow. Yes. This is the quickest draw science. of them all. Ah. Science. I believe for science, we should start with our biomedical scientists. So let's go to Kelsey. <laughs> Uh, I think it is quinine. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, Puck, me, mm-hmm. Puck, you. Yes. I n- knew everything about this one, and I know it is quinine. And quick draw. Quinine. Quinine is correct. Mm. Uh, and uh, Taylor, I, I'm not sure what this means. It's science talk, but Taylor put uh, <laughs> note, although tonic water was originally formulated with high levels of quinine to help protect against malaria, current formulations have subclinically beneficial levels. It's more so added for its bitterness. Oh. That's what makes it taste terrible. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Question number seven. Uh, This one comes from United States champion Katie DeWall. So thank you, Katie. Saved by the Bell, characters Zach Morris, Screech Powers, Lisa Turtle, and Mr. Belding got their start on what short-lived TV show? Locked in. Man. Everyone's locked in uh, here, so you can talk. Oh, jeez. I remember I went into this huge Zach Morris's traps like binge. <laughs> yeah. And just Classic looked up. Show. <laughs> it's great. That's another I thing we mention on every episode. <laughs> I tried to. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I knew the answer to this not too long ago, but I'm drawing a blank. Um, 
A lot of characters first debuted on Homicide: Life on the Street. I don't know if it's our <laughs> base is, side. Uh, yeah, it's that Mon- is not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's Detective Munch. If you've seen a <laughs> police procedural in the last twenty-five years, it probably is directly tied to Homicide: Life in the Street. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Um, let's go. Uh, let's, let's go. Growing pains. I don't think it's it, but. Okay. All right, growing pains from Justin to Kelsey. Let's go to Quick Draw. I'm going with the uh, classic show, a swift kick in the bells. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, and uh, puck me, puck you. Fortunately, the dog did not eat our homework last night. Yeah, we were uh, up late watching uh, Good Morning Miss Bliss. It is Good Morning Miss Bliss. It is not a reference to WWE mm-hmm. and Alexa Bliss, but it is yes. Good Morning Miss Bliss. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, question eight comes from cruiserweight champion and self-described long-suffering Carlton Blues fan, Bryden Coverdale from Australia. Bryden, you and I should be best friends. Uh, This is from Bryden, by the way, not me, because I am uh, unable to do what he's about to talk about. As a bearded gentleman, uh, (laughs) and knowing that some of the Triviality team are bearded as well, I thought we should have a question about historical beards. While on vacation in 1948, President Harry Truman grew a goatee. But apart from Truman's very brief showing of facial hair, who was the last bearded U.S. president? You might think the beard made the man in question look grandfatherly, but that train of thought could be somewhat misleading. And to clarify, mustaches on their own do not count. Oh. All right. I'd like to talk it out, but I think I have it on the clues. Okay. All right. So it looks like everyone's locked in. Uh, from Justin to Kelsey, let's start with you. What did you have? We said Benjamin Harrison. Okay. Let's go to quick draw. Yeah, I uh, also went with William Henry Harrison's grandson, Harrison II. Harrison II? Benjamin Harrison. Uh, Benjamin uh-huh. Harrison. And uh, Puck Me, Puck You. Yep, we went uh, backwards and forwards through uh, all of the presidents, and uh, I was pretty sure Benjamin Harrison was the last that fits the grandfatherly clue. Yeah, you all clued into Bryden's uh, little hint there that he was the only president who was the grandson of another president, Benjamin Harrison. Correct. All right. Points for everyone. Points all around. Uh, All right. (laughs) Question number nine comes from United States champion Peter Wen. Uh, What German director is notorious for making critically panned movies, especially those based on video games, having directed such abominations as House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark, and Blood Rain? Alone in the Dark is considered to be one of the worst movies ever made. Locked. Uh, There's one I can think of, but his name is not immediately coming to me. Maybe just the... Fritz Wagner. Uh, let's go to uh, so from Justin Kelsey uh, locked in. What was your locked in answer? Fritz Wagner. Fritz Wagner. <laughs> Someone very German. Uh, he he is he is very German. Uh, let's go to uh, and fictional and fictional. <laughs> let's go to puck me puck you. Uh, did you uh, did you actually know this one? Did you know it by chance? No, I didn't know. Do you know the answer to the question, Jeff? I'm I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce his first name. I believe it's U A Bowl. Okay, you bowl, and uh, let's go to Ken. Yep, same wow. same predicament in, in the pronunciation. <laughs> you you a bowl, you bowl. Uh, some some people gave him the nickname Raging Bowl because uh, he challenged all of his critics who panned his movies to a boxing match and beat them all. It is you bowl, mm. uh, crazy German director. Um, yeah, he's still around. He he has a lot of hot takes. Uh, getting in the into the media, he loves making people angry. So that's kind of his brand. Yeah. Any relation to Manute? Uh, it, he is not related to Manute Bowl. I was going to stick in a Manute Bowl reference, but I couldn't uh, figure out how to do it. So. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that would be a tall order. Oh, 
<laughs> thank you, uh, thank you, Peter, for that, <laughs> and Matt for that nice uh, joke there. Uh, so, speaking of video game movies, uh, this is a great segue here. Uh, our last question of the round, uh, Peter, you're throwing up an alley oop to our cruiserweight champion Jason Heaton. So, Jason writes this question. Uh, here we go. There have been several full-length live-action films that have been created based off of successful video games. I'm looking at a list of theatrically released films in order of their international box office revenue, not domestic, international. So of the top 13, only five of them are not either a Tomb Raider or Resident Evil movie. All I want you to do is name any two of those. Okay. Rampage and... Uh, Why do I feel like Hitman's up there? Let's do, let's do Hitman and Rampage. Although Prince of Persia did make money, didn't it? Uh, um, let's let's go with Rampage and Hitman. Okay. 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 So, uh, so World of Warcraft and Silent Hill. Is that is that what we yeah. decided on? Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's those are our mm-hmm. two answers. Okay. World of Warcraft and Silent Hill. Let's go to Quick Draw. I'm going with Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Ooh, Annihilation. All uh, right. I think it's important to note that we recorded this before the live-action Sonic movie came out and made all that money. Right, with Jim Carrey and <laughs> yeah. and uh, Ben Schwartz. Yeah. So we, we talked about quite a few. Um, the first one I set out was Rampage, which is uh, a rock movie, so you know it made millions and millions of dollars. Um, and then we were between Prince of Persia yeah. and uh, Hitman, and uh, we went with the, the shoot 'em up Hitman. All right. Well, um, Jeff, who was the one who said Singing in the Rain was from the 60s? Was that you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And also saying Hitman was successful. I'm really sorry for you today. <laughs> but the, uh, the, top, <laughs> the top 13 uh, video game movies here for everyone. Uh, so I'm going to start from 13 and go down. Resident Evil Apocalypse, Resident Evil Extinction, Lara Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life, Need for Speed was one mm-hmm. of the five, Resident Evil Retribution, Assassin's Creed, wow. Tomb Raider, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, Resident Evil Afterlife, Resident Evil, The Final Chapter, and then the top three uh, by themselves, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, Rampage, and Warcraft. Warcraft. Uh, (laughs) Mortal Kombat. (laughs) So no points. No points. No points Uh, for anybody. Everyone everyone thought we needed one. Should have stuck with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. (laughs) I thought we got two guesses. Sorry, I misunderstood that. No, no. Yeah, so uh, no points on that one. So let me tabulate the scores here before going to the final round. So we have from Justin to Kelsey with 85 points, Team Quick Draw, which is Ken at 100 points, and Team Puck Me, Puck Mm. You, at 130 points. Puck You. Puck You. All right. Man, that should be the new thing. It's just like uh, the good place. Every time we want to say something, we just say Mm -hmm. Puck or Fork, you know? (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right, here are your categories. Category number one, campaign slogans. Category number two, finding the path to a name. Category three, just a little bit. Uh, Category four, a star was already born. And category five, man up. All right, all the wagers are in. So let's start with question one in the category of campaign slogans. She was the first black woman elected to Congress and the first black American to seek a major party presidential nomination. Unbought and unbossed was the campaign slogan and future memoir title for What Remarkable Woman? Question two is in the category Finding the Path to a Name. While Will Smith may have released Men in Black two days earlier, 
The real star of July 1997, in my opinion, was the Mars Pathfinder, which landed a base station with a roving probe on Mars. The rover was named for an abolitionist and women's rights activist, and the lander was renamed for an astronomer who would have fit right in on the planet. Name either of the inspirations for those names. Category three is in the category just a little bit. I think it's safe to say that we're all familiar with Donnie and Marie Osmond. We may not know their music that well or know their history that well, but we do know that they are a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. I just want to know which sibling is country and which is rock and roll. Question four in the category of A Star Was Already Born. Barbara Streisand showed Steven Spielberg an early cut of a film where she served as director, producer, writer, and star. She wanted honest feedback on what she should change. Spielberg replied, don't change a frame. What single-worded film from 1983 would make Barbara Streisand the first woman to receive a Golden Globe for Best Director? And the final uh, question here in the category of Man Up. The Killers may have had a song called The Man, but I doubt it was about this Irish wrestling superstar who has had an incredible run as of late, echoing Attitude Era Stone Cold Steve Austin, and will main event WrestleMania this year against one of WWE's most popular superstars. (laughs) Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police like she should have, <laughs> exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. All of the answers are locked in. Uh, Let's start with the first question in the category of campaign slogans. I was looking for the first black woman elected to Congress and the first black American to seek a major party presidential nomination. Her slogan was unbought and unbossed. Uh, So let's start with 
puck me, puck you. Uh, who did you go with this one? So uh, we uh, we wagered 20 on this one, and uh, we unfortunately couldn't come up with the first, so we definitely went with one of our more recent favorite uh, awesome unbossed women in Congress, and we went Kamala Harris. Okay, uh, let's go to Quick Draw. I don't necessarily remember a presidential uh, run, but I think it's the first elected to Congress, uh, Carol Mosley Braun of Illinois. Ooh. Okay, and what did you wager? Local gal. Uh, 30. 30. Okay, and uh, from Justin to Kelsey. We wagered five, and we went with Maxine Waters. Hmm. Okay, uh, so just a, a note on uh, Ken's there. So Carol Mosley Braun uh, was the first female African-American senator. Ugh. So not to Congress, but senator. Uh, and uh, no points awarded here. Uh, it was Shirley Chisholm. Mm. So uh, Viola Davis just got the rights to her story, and she's going to oh, be nice. portraying her pretty soon for Amazon. Nice. So, yeah. All right, so uh, question two. Uh, was in finding the path to a name. I did a little misdirect with Will Smith there and uh, basically was asking um, what were the names of the rover and the lander on the Mars Pathfinder? And one was named for an abolitionist and women's rights activist and the other one uh, was a famous astronomer. So I just wanted one of the two. So let's start with from Justin to Kelsey. We wagered 10 on this one and we said Sojourner. Okay. Wagered another 30 and I went with Tubman. Mm. Okay, and uh, puck me, puck you. Uh, we were we went the astronaut direct or as astronomer direction, and went with uh, Galileo. Okay, and for how much? For twenty. All right. Uh, so it's going to be points for from Justin to Kelsey. So mm. Sojourner Truth uh, was <laughs> the rover, and the lander was Carl Sagan. Oh, I did say mm. Sojourner Truth. Didn't I? <laughs> Matt did. Yes. Yeah, we're thinking about her for the first one though. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, I said the name out loud. You did say it out loud. So points, brownie points yeah. there. Uh, so the third category was just a little bit. Uh, this question selfishly is because I sit in my car some days and I really wonder who is a little bit country and who's a little rock and roll and I can <laughs> never remember. Uh, and I have to pull up the YouTube clip. Uh, but uh, let's start with a uh, quick draw on this one. What did you have? I think uh, Marie is a little bit country and uh, Donnie is a little bit rock and roll. Okay. Would you wager? I wagered 30. Okay, let's go to team from Justin to Kelsey. So we wagered 10, and I remember uh, Marie wearing that cowboy hat, so we went Donnie is the rocker. Mm -hmm. Okay, and team Puck Me, Puck You. So we wagered 20. You remember the hat. I remember Donnie wearing a cool leather jacket, so I struck, <laughs> it struck me as the rocker. Uh, so God, we said the same thing. So cheesy. <laughs> Everyone is right on the money as uh, Marie is country and Donnie is rock and roll. Uh, all right. Question four was in the category A Star Was Already Born. Uh, I just wanted to know uh, what Barbara Streisand film where she uh, wrote, directed, produced, and starred in was a one-word title uh, made in 1983 and gave her uh, a Golden Globe for Best Director, making her the first woman to win that award. So let's start with Puck Me, Puck You. Uh, so we wagered 20. Um, and honestly, I only kind of know about this through Seinfeld. Uh, and I said Beaches. Okay, Beaches, uh, kind of a sad movie. Let's go to Quick Draw. I wagered nothing on this one, and I just uh, put Breathless. Uh, breathless, uh, Godard. And uh, let's go to, from Justin to Kelsey. We wagered five because I was worried that this was going to be an astronomy question, but apparently you did that in number two. <laughs> uh, but we were between Beaches and the other one we went with, which is Yentl. And good thing you went there. It is mm. Yentl. Yeah. All right, and our final question in the category of Man Up 
the Killers may have had a song called The Man, but I doubt it was about this Irish wrestling superstar who's had an incredible run in WWE as of late. And she will main event WrestleMania this year against one of WWE's most popular superstars. So let's mm-hmm. start with uh, from Justin to Kelsey. Ooh, so I totally missed that she part. I, yeah. I just added that in now because I, I kept it out as a trick uh, earlier. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I guess we wouldn't have got it anyway. There's only two Irish wrestlers I could even think of. I stopped watching wrestling like 15 years ago. Oh, uh, obviously, it was Ken Shamrock and... The other guy couldn't even remember his name. I think it's Seamus, so that's what we guessed. Okay, uh, going with Seamus. Let's go to quick draw. Richard 10, and I said Connor McGregor. Okay. <laughs> and uh, let's go to uh, Team Puck Me, Puck You. Oh, Seamus. I knew this. Yeah, Seamus and Connor McGregor, McGregor, <laughs> Connor McGregor might actually both be at WrestleMania. Uh, Seamus definitely will be, but not in the main event. Uh, this is a person from went to Columbia local so we know uh it's becky lynch it is becky lynch the man she's the man mm-hmm. she is the man that's her her uh, moniker now uh, she will be main eventing with ronda rossi at yeah. wrestlemania uh the final scores are in it looks like in third place with 60 points quick draw ken uh was, was a little too bold you were mm. you were a little bold you a little too fast with the gun yeah yep. you could have won the game there but forgot to aim better strategy next time cotton you, you got a little busy playing cards and playing aces and you got shot in the back of the head so uh. Um, and that dead man's hand dead man's hand second place with 75 points our team from justin to kelsey who will not have to do a dance party today and uh <laughs> today's cream of the crop with 110 points puck me puck you all right the cream rise to the top oh yeah that was a pretty close game i'm uh, shocked i think <laughs> i gave you luck with that uh team name very very special thank you uh to our special guests coming to us from skype uh thank you for having me Oh, of course. For coming on. Thank you guys so much. This was awesome. Um, yeah, I've you know, been a fan for about a year or so, and you know, this is like a, this is everything I dreamed it would be. <laughs> shout out, shout out uh, to... Oh, uh, please. Dream higher, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was my biggest dream, okay. but... <laughs> it's important to have levels, you're right. It guys, like, it was uh, like one of those a, dreams that you wake up and then you forget like 10 minutes later. <laughs> like, what was that about again? So but, yeah, uh, also cool. a shout out to my brother Kevin who is moving to Chicago uh, right. in the fall to go to med school and oh. I told him all about you guys so hopefully you'll get a new Patreon all right yeah. <laughs> uh, well make sure all you fans of Savants of Soul to get ready for uh, the, the Triviality Boys opening up for the Savants mm, of Soul yeah. with an hour of just pure gold content and no Ken you're not allowed to bring your ska band back <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so play uh, this out I, I play guitar and uh, Neil plays drums yep. and Jeff plays saxophone and Matt do you play bass yeah mm-hmm. fantastic we're yeah, in we Kelsey have... do you play an instrument um, I'm a really bad singer. There we okay, go. Okay, there we got a full band now. We'll get you a tambourine. Yeah. You'll be all right. <laughs> Kelsey's a little bit science. We're all a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> uh, well, th- thank you, Justin. Uh, we really appreciate it, man. Uh, and uh, we'll tell your brother when he's in Chicago to hit us up, and we'll go to trivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, for Ken, Matt, Jeff, Kelsey, Justin, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality. Hey. Kind of, I, I'd rather go Silent Hill over Prince of Persia. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> you, they're all locked in here, so you so, keep talking. That and, and wow.
Or do you want to do Flower Prince of Persia? I forgot about that Wow movie. Um, oh, the record, really? I know it's irrelevant, but I remember the other movie I was thinking of, that shoot 'em up movie, uh, Max Payne. That was a uh, oh, also based on the video game. Yeah. Um, hey, so, you guys play the video game? <laughs> Max Payne. 